Seven adventurers, two plans, one baby, and a chase scene. This week on The Hapless Heroes. I'm not standing next to the sausage, though. I am. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. And we're going to start this evening the same way I start every other evening. Because I don't have to be original about this part of the podcast. That's for the rest of the podcast. Starting on my left, we have James, his hoblet, the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. To his left, we have Mike, as Lord and Captain, Quinn Southwind. At my service. To his left... We have Phil as Hedrick, the Entertainer. We gotta get this baby. To his left, we have Zach as Pregnart. Catch me if you can. To his left, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I don't really know why we're running, but Felix seems really mad and this is kind of funny. To her left... We have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Pregnant, where are you going with that baby? And to his left, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. Why does nobody ever listen to me? We begin, as we ended last episode, on a chase scene with at, uh, the lead, Pregnant, with a uh, baby... Bruhoff, yeah, what was his name? Bruhoff Lightfoot. I had to go look at my notes for my pro- or for my uh, main antagonist, do whatever person. Not antagonist. I don't know. Well, I don't know. He yeah. helped us. Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, the conflict was kind of through him, not really with him, but you know what I mean. He was. He was the primary conflict driver. The catalyst. Yeah. I was say, we drive enough conflict on our own. So. Yeah, but uh, Bruhoff Lightfoot is a baby in a baby Bjorn, Strike Pregnart, who is running at full froggy speed away from everybody because he heard that somebody might do something to the baby. So now we're all ch- in chase. Yes. And Felix is yelling from the back. Can we please just go with my plan? It's really not a bad idea. And uh, the party sort of runs, and um, Pregnard is the first to hop up through the foyer, which is, you know, still very dismal and Resident Evil-y looking with cobwebs for no readily apparent reason in a dim room filled with, like, dark velvety curtains covering all the windows. It's very gloomy in here. And out to the double doors. I presume you would be running out to the outside? Yes. All right, so, uh, yeah, Pregnart does that and zips outside the building. 
Look, we're going in the right direction, but we don't need to be running. We can just... Can we just do this calmly? No. Jarrell uh, <laughs> exits right behind Ragnar. Yes. Not too far in chase. Maybe about 30 feet, you know, like... Just a quick, you know, second or so to react after Pregnart uh, got the hop on you, as it were. I'm lagging behind because my legs are short. Yes. As uh, you have, uh, what, uh, 25 foot speed on your own? I am dashing, so 50, but even yeah. then, if you're oh, dashing. Yeah. Just even dashing would be lagging behind the full medium-sized persons. Uh, once Jarrell is outside of the building, uh, he will look behind him. Does the building shrink at all? The building stays normal size to your perspective. Cool. Uh, what, what, what does Pregnart see? What does Pregnart see? Out in front of you, there is a broad stone street, maybe about 50 feet wide. Um, you know, cobblestones uh, sort of stretching off through this uh, village area with uh, sort of Tudor style, you know, like the mid-century German sort of buildings on either side, but halfling sized. So you're, you know, almost a whole story tall. Does he see any other halflings, any other beings? Uh, there are some halflings milling about in the square just ahead, maybe about 80 feet in front of you. Is any of, are any of them, uh, hmm. <laughs> what does Pregnar think a smart person looks like? <laughs> do, do, do any of them have, like, facial hair or glasses? So they're mostly simple village folk, but one of them is wearing what looks to be sort of a long coat. His uh, hair is uh, sort of coiffed into spiky points, sort of sticking up from either side. It would look like horns oh. at the right angle, but it's just, you know, very outrageous, almost gnomish hair. And yeah. um, sort of a that curly, person looks like uh, a fucking genius to pregnant. Yes, and he's wearing, he's wearing some steampunk goggles, so you know he's smart. Definitely. All right, Pregnant runs towards that guy. Yes, so uh, the steampunk halfling uh, walking through town... Uh, uh, looks a little bit startled at the Mugugul barreling at him at full speed. Oi, Kajooks! I have a magic time baby and he needs help. A magic time baby, you say? Yes, it's a magic that, time baby. That sounds... That sounds interesting. I would like to see this magic time baby. Pregnart, uh, hands, uh, or holds him out in front of him and, uh, he still has the, uh, the watery, glisteny top hat and the monocle and the bubblegum yeah. cigar. The baby hey. has all of these things. <laughs> the the baby is still in shock, I imagine. With this, with this fantastic monocle. Oh my gosh, it's so much like my goggles. And this fabulous watery top hat and bubblegum cigar. He must clearly be a magnificent time baby. What He's can the I best do time all? baby I've ever met. Wouldn't he be the only time baby you've ever met? Also, I'm sorry, what was the question you just asked at the end of that? <laughs> I think he was just sort of going on about how magnificent this baby was. You know, with, like, the fabulous water top hat and uh, monocle and uh, bubblegum cigar. This must, this must obviously be a time baby. Yeah. 
clearly is a time baby. Yes, don't they all look like this? <laughs> they do. Yes, of course they all look like this. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> can do you know anyone who can uh, cure him of his uh, baby time disease? Why would anyone want to cure a baby of time disease? Have you seen this baby? Like, holds him up with one hand sort of under the butt and one by the back, like, displaying to everybody how magnificent this time baby is. Like, why would you want to mess with the, the most perfect thing nature could have created? And Pregnant says, Actually, you know, you're right. He was actually, um, he was... Let's say miserable before. Uh, I, I'm assuming that Jarrell arrives around this time in the conversation, at giving chase to Pregnart. Um, yes. So, so Pregnart appears to be at least considering giving the time baby to uh, this mysterious uh, steampunk halfling who has right. gnomish hair. Are are there no other in heaven. are there other halflings around? Is it just him? Yes, there are. They they seem to mostly be simple village folk, looking very much like uh, the sort of people in that Peter Jackson film that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> you know, sort um, of going about their uh, very rural, almost New Zealander lifestyle. The king of the jewelry. <laughs> Uh, Jarrell will say, uh, I apologize. Uh, that is uh, actually Brohoff Lightfoot uh, in baby form. Would uh, would you mind, we shouldn't be long, would you mind caring for him as we need to ask potentially Valen to change him back to his regular place in time? If Valen sees it to uh, be right I suppose I don't know why she would want to mess with such perfection of course I will watch over this baby with everything that I am um Felix is Felix is gonna catch up a little like just just shortly after right like out of breath right just like winded <sighs> good sir uh, just real quick I just need your name uh, just so that we know who to reference <sighs> <sighs> Uh, when we meet Valen, just just uh, just want to make sure we know who we're talking about and who the baby's, you know, in the care of. Excellent. So this looks like a job for the Name Bucket channel. Name Bucket. Mm. Name Bucket. Do you have a Name Bucket name montage bucket. song? Big Bucket of Names. It's a Name Bucket. That's uh, that's going to be next on my name list bucket. for sure. Yes. Good. Thank you, Altair, for Plandrin Objectivist Noteworthy. <laughs> Plandrin Objectivist Notary. <laughs> Plandrin, sorry, wait, wait, wait. Plandrin Objectivist Noteworthy. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say right now, real quick, that is my favorite name. It's a, a pretty great name. name. Just wanted to write down that Palindrin Objectivist Noteworthy has the time baby. I'm just hoping the family of Folksbane makes an appearance at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to say real quick, uh, Pladrin, thank you. Um, you. You are doing a very, very good thing here. And I just want to say that this was this was this is this was a great idea. Of course, it's a family trait. 
If I didn't do something like this, I wouldn't be noteworthy. And that, my friend, is why I like you. We just met, but I knew I liked you the second I saw you. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Crew. Can we focus on the objective now? Of, uh, you know, ascending. Me not being smoten by Valen. <laughs> I think it's uh, smote or smitten. <laughs> I don't think smoten. What are you smoting? <laughs> <laughs> I'll smote what he's smoting. I'm going to bastardize the English language forever. Thank you. Um, is this a different plane? Yes. Yeah, because I shifted from us? one to another. Well, yeah, can I just shift us to the next one? Can you cast? Oh, right, we did rest. Maybe. Right. So can I just... That would certainly be accelerating the plot. Yeah. What the fuck is this? I mean, if it works, it works. I can't just go throwing arbitrary barriers in front of you guys for no good reason. I was going to say, you can do that. You just have to have a good reason. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can't just be arbitrary about it. Right. But can he choose where he shifts No, we to? ended up in a fucking test the last time we did this. No, so. so you and up to eight willing creatures link hands in a circle or transported or to a different plane of existence. You specify a target destination in general terms, such as the city of brass on the elemental plane of fire. Right. Yeah. We um, and we do you know how this works. In or near the destination. Right. So you would have to name the plane, which we believe was um, Harold. No. What was it called again? Fuck. I forgot to write it down. Oh, I could I could tell you uh, the name of the plane, and I could even tell you the spot on the plane. I mean, Valen's laugh. That was that would be the spot. It, would you? It was more more than. Oh place. no! 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 You guys are gonna pick the target. Yeah, I don't remember you, what it's called. Well, okay. I'm Jarell. You the target. We're trying name, to find Valen. It sounded like something like a spider. It was like arachnus or arachnophobia. No. Or, no? Nope. We're okay, we're not yes, just gonna no. guess. <laughs> um, Jarell. You obviously know where your god lives right now, right? Uh, so what's the what's the name of it? Good thing I took zero notes. <laughs> and this all is literally, was... this is literally your story arc, bud. Um, I rolled a nineteen on my religion remembering check. Um... <laughs> you know what? Your religion check will tell you that you would be looking for the uh, Electrum Heaven. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds like it was exactly what you told me. <laughs> well, that's good enough. So that's where we're going. So, yeah, I, I tell Halbert that, yeah. Goodbye, baby. Brewhalf. Um, I Life don't. Uh, are we bringing the fucking sausage? Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he only, uh, wait, are wait, we? Wait. Are we? Hold he only on. lasts for like an hour, right? N- no, yes. he's permanent here. 
on this plane. He works as he works, That's right. he, he works as Pragnite's familiar but, here. But we could literally link hands with the sausage. No. And, and uh, if it just becomes a forty-five pound sausage when we get to the next place we're going, Which then it's will. a forty-five pound sausage that we can cook and eat. So, like, I don't see how we lose in this situation. It's all, yeah. I think it's already edible. Yeah. yeah right now, you want to eat him alive? <laughs> no, you eat him when he's inanimate, but we're not eating him cold. That's <laughs> Let's just focus on linking hands, yeah? Yep. Okay. I'm not standing next to the sausage, though. I am. <laughs> Charles, I, am. I guess, next to him. <laughs> I, I, I love how you will approve the plan. But I'm not standing next to the sausage. I got standards, okay. Patrick right, tries so. to find a spot between Quinn and Jarrell. It's right. just near the hills you people will die on. I'm oh, sure yeah. somebody's linking hands with the sausage. Nope. We don't need to figure out the exact order. Jarrell is definitely yeah. down to link yeah. hands with the sausage. Yeah, yeah I help. Yeah, that's I help. what we've established, okay. and that's the that is yeah. the only important detail. Yeah, that here. really is the only important detail is whom the sausage is between. So also, we... who's who's holding Pragnart's other hand? I need. I just need him between a bun. That's all I want. I'll hold right. your other hand, Pragnart. All right. Um, yes. Are we going to oh, Mustardia or just Electrum Heaven? Probably just like your well, Mount told. Celestia is the overarching plane that you're on. Okay. The election heaven is the name of a layer of Mount Celestia. Okay. That's what I was confused when I, I thought we were just literally climbing a mountain, but it's not a mountain. It's a mountain yeah. that covers it's, multiple. Yeah. Realities. It is a, a name of the plane that you're trying to go to. Okay. Man, I wish I could just go back and listen to the episode and remember what the fuck you told me. But I, then again, Felix probably wouldn't have been privy to that. You know what, though? You, this is all plot, too. Yeah, of course it is. So, Electrum Heaven, are we in agreement? Yeah. It's not we in okay. agreement. I'm casting the spell. It's where right, I want to so go. Green light, go, Hoblet. Yeah. So take us. Take us to the... Eat. What does it sound like when Hoblet casts Plane uh, Shift? Like, what does he do? That's quite interesting. I know how you do some other things. Uh, I was say, he's already used this a couple of times now. We but we should just know what it sounds like just to establish it, right? Well, I, I mean, I have the abilities. It's just a matter of summoning the inner abilities and having a vocal component to it. I don't feel like I have to say the same thing every time. You know, you have different songs. I can say different things, cast the same spells, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Um, so? <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> you remember in It's Always Sunny when the guy makes them take the picture and he goes, we're lawyers. So... He puts the hands over the other hands. So literally this time we're all going to hold hands and Hobbit's just going to go, we're shifting. And then we're going to shift points. <laughs> <laughs> and perfect. That's it perfect. happens. 
in your target, instead of being Solania, which is the name of the Electrum Heaven, and instead of being, you know, pointing yourselves at uh, Arachinor, which might be a destination, you're just kind of going to a subname of the place. And as a result, things are a little less guided than they might be if uh, we had sort of honed in on the destination. One of the issues that comes up is, since it's, it's more arky and not really a straight line, you're popping outside of the realms that would hold Chorizo together as a sentient being. And as a result, Chorizo really does just become a 45-pound sausage. Some issues crop up with the plane shift at that point, and an arc of energy reaches from Jarrell to Pregnart between their hands, and that arcing spark of energy cooks the sausage as you are traveling <laughs> through the ether. Crying <laughs> poor chorizo as you travel. Alive? Before he was deemed not a chorizo anymore? Oh, yeah, is he no. screaming? Up well, he's still debate, chorizo. Oh, somebody roll actually. something. Somebody roll something. You know something. what? You know what? I like that a lot. In fact, we're going to go with the D2 because it's either a 1 or a 20 here. No, let me let me roll for perception. Sure, sure. Go for it. Because if I sense any pain coming from Chorizo, I'm going to end my uh, animate object on him. Does that make sense? Was, yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. If you love okay. him, let him go. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a six. It's a six. So <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't be perceptive, but we're going to flip in on the uh, 20 side. Uh, then he gets cooked alive. And on the one side, he uh, turns into a sausage before the cooking commences. And of course I dropped it because I'm fucking awesome. But it's on the floor here somewhere. You are fucking awesome, Dave. It's true. He's not wrong. The man's Fair awesome. And I not third wrong. the motion. <laughs> James is still wearing his like Barbie dream house headphones. You gotta get a screenshot. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna get a full screen of this. And it comes up a 20. And uh, yes, chorizo fries just a bit before in what I'm sure is a heartfelt moment to you, allow him to go. I do. What yes. happens to the what happens to the the Mickey Mouse hands? They sort of um, dissolve into the air, and you know a uh, really uh, I don't know heartwarming cartoony effect is you know they, it's they both wave goodbye. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. They wave goodbye. They got and jerked off into the dark. Dissolve thing. from. <laughs> they dissolve from the wrists to the fingertips, into a beam of sunlight. And then, no, and it, then it you arrive. Delicious. It does Ooh. smell delicious, and. You know, definitely of perfectly cooked sausage. 45 pounds of it, by the way. Uh, you are, and smells like ozone? 
Everyone make a constitution saving throw. Uh -oh. mm. I'm really good at those. Wait, what are we saving against though, Dave? Because I'm immune to some stuff. Eeks. It's not poison. No, it's not poison. 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 It's not disease either, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> that sausage poison. <sighs> I love that song, by the way. That's like my favorite club dance tune. All right. Well, I've got a 13. I got a five. Six. Anybody under a 12 is knocked prone by a concussive blast of an explosion not far away. I am not. Neither am I. I am not. I'm not. I rolled an 11, so I am. So me, oh, so Hedrick, and uh, Boris. Boris are. Yes, the three of you are knocked prone. The rest of you are still standing, but uh, things are a little daisy. A uh, crater has been blown in the grass not far from you. And as you gather your bearings, it appears you are in the middle of a celestial battlefield with the sky overhead a bright silver and arcs of fire and energy and light arcing overhead. Wait, who's a crater? And why are they being blown in the grass? <laughs> You're such a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of heaven. <laughs> um, okay. So this is far worse than I expected this was going to be. What we got here. Uh... I'm going to pick myself up from the ground, and I expect that I also get hit by a flying sausage as it's like, you know, also. Splorch. Was Splorch no, the turn? I, I rolled for the sausage, and it got a nat 20. Oh, my God. So it's standing straight up in the ground? The sausage <laughs> like stands defiant against the forces of good or evil or whatever it is that launched that projectile that happens to have uh, blasted near you. Fuck, so we can't even enjoy eating the sausage? We're now in a fucking battlefield? Oh, this is the worst. Okay. Jared, where is Pregnart in relation to the sausage? Uh, Pregnart, uh, did you... Uh, how, how did you handle your saving throw? I, I passed. You passed? Oh, you and the sausage are still right next to each other then. I take a bite. It is delicious. Yeah, a little spicy. Oh, just the right amount. It's like... um. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to search in the depths of my soul and say, like, a Minio and Sapio hot Italian sausage. Love it. I'm glad, our, I'm glad our listeners are now privy to the Western New York brand of Italian sausages <laughs> that we like. They are the, they are the best. <laughs> I can concur. As an Italian who likes sausages. <laughs> um, Jarrell will put thing. on... Jarrell will put on the helmet and say, uh... Vannon, Vannon, we're here. Which way do I go? Uphill, Jarrell. Uphill. Quickly. Uh, Jarrell looks around. Where is the hill? Um, yeah, as you gather your bearings, you sort of notice that the entire field you're on is sort of sloped upwards 10 degrees. Okay. Like, 
not everything is quite lining up. And now that you're kind of figuring out what's up is up and down is down, I mean, you just plane shifted here and then there was an explosion next to you. It's right. natural you'd be a little discombobulated. Uh, Jarrell takes the Sword of Justice, points it up the hill, and goes, Onward! This way! Ooh, boy, it's a hell of a moment as that thing just rips into glowing light like a freaking beacon that's just lighting up 120 feet all around you. Awesome. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I know I don't... I know if I, I did mention Felix doesn't have to eat, sleep, or breathe, but he will, like rip a chunk off of the sausage and and, and and carry it with him, maybe even take a bite as we're making oh, our way uphill. Jarrell has no yeah, intention. If, if nobody else is picking up the sausage, Jarrell's taking the sausage with him. The whole sausage? Yes. <laughs> so under under your left arm, you're carrying the sausage. In your right arm, you're forward with justice, charging forward into the darkness up the hill. Phil. Phil, if it's not too much to ask, we're going to need a reprisal. <laughs> Phil, Phil knows. <laughs> I'm making notes. <laughs> I have never been so embarrassed to fight alongside you, Jarrell. <laughs> As your eyes focus in, you notice scores of minor, minor undead. We're talking, you know, minor zombies and skeletons being incinerated at the edge of this 125-foot circle around you. Sweet. Well, that's handy. Boris hasn't actually gotten any sausage yet, so she's running behind Jarrell in like a Pac-Man style chomp. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Hedrick is definitely chasing for the same. He's going to try to use his rapier to snip off a morsel or two and send them back to Boris like as we are running. And he'll start singing as well. Battles have ensued before my eyes, and I've seen innocents die. But suddenly I'm singing for my life with my allies by my side. We won't hesitate, cause Tilduria can't wait. Oh, oh. Ooh, Valen will show the way every day. We've got plenty of foes to slay in every way. We want evil to fade away. Hey, hey. Do, 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 do. My God, this is like our battle music. This yep. is like what we're. Yeah, I'd like to imagine. <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, love you. Um, as we're like, yeah, comparing to the galaxy style, <laughs> yeah. we're like charging up the hill. Like that's the music while everything's exploding. This is absolutely heads. what I wanted to feel like with giant bolts of bright hot light singing through the air from in front of you, zooming over your head and blasting behind you. Right. Some sort of um, archangel and grave titan duking it out maybe about 80 feet off to the left as you run straight forward munching on sausage the whole way (laughs) yep sausage is getting munched lesser undead are being blown away it's some uh, medium sized undead in here roll for initiative oh ooh 
Pablo, it's wow. been a while since we've killed undead together. Yeah, we might not have to kill him, but I'm going last. <laughs> Anyone want to help me with this math? Uh, what's two minus one? One. <laughs> one. Oh, one. one. So I got a one. You got a one. And that one, Mike. There you go. Well, you're still Queen going ahead of how to the draw. <laughs> right. Well, no, but, but I still get initiative bonus, so... It's right. still a three. Right, that's what right. I mean. And I got a two. I rolled a two, minus one is a yep. one. Yeah, so you I rolled a one, me. I get plus you two. We've, yeah. we've been over this already. Yeah. So like, you're just. Yeah. You, it you're doesn't just make never... it any less irritating every time it happens. <laughs> well, stop rolling so shitty then. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Okay, excellent. What we do wind up encountering, as I spoke of them earlier, are Grave Titans, and there are actually four of them oh. headed in the way of the party. They are not getting dissolved by this energy given forth by the Sword of Justice. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is your medium undead, eh? That you were talking about throwing in front of us. These are the medium ones. Yes. Yep. Cool. Okay. So these huge undead are striding towards you with small zombies falling out of their midsections and armored helmets and shoulder pads and naked just about everything else because that makes a shit ton of sense. Yeans out and everything? I mean, they're wearing a loincloth. Okay, because you said a helmet and shoulder pad. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I meant like in terms of useful armor. Oh, I thought you just meant they were... They're a big target, yeah. though. So. Yeah, they have uh, natural, oh, or what I might call unnatural armor. Yeah, but yeah, they're a big tanky target, apparently. And there are four of them striding up together, shoulder to shoulder. They're about to be not there. Yeah, they're about to be not there, so they're about 60 feet ahead of you right now, and as we hit the top of initiative, we have at the 23, we've got Boris. They are... Uh, how many feet away did I just say they were? Just said 60. 60. 60 feet. Boris, uh, yeah, we're at you. They are 60 Ooh. feet ahead. Okay. Boris is going to... Run ahead 30... I'm not used to being at the top. Uh, Boris is going to run ahead 30 feet. And uh, bust out her hand crossbow and just shoot at one. Okay. Uh, Real Boris power moves move. ahead thirty feet. It's like the arrow is the size of like maybe it's like I don't know. One the of the hairs on its toe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. uh, yep. Uh, you, what's your hit roll? Oh no. <laughs> Okay. You know, one? for comic effect, let's not even use the lucky. That's a nat one. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah. So uh, your hand crossbow from. jams, and it is unusable until you spend 1d6 turns repairing it. That would be three turns? <laughs> that would be... Okay, yeah, three turns. Or you can just use something else next turn. 
All right, so uh, you've got your move, you've got your action, doing anything with your bonus action? Sure am. I'm using it to run back. Okay. And Boris uh, disengages. It would be back. dash. Or you could dash, disengage, or was it hide? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that was a move. That would be the dash. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to dash back, because I don't think I can, like, get all the way back to where the rest of the party is and hide, so just right. just dashing back to the group. Ha-ha! <laughs> you hold up your, like, broken crossbow, or your jammed crossbow. <laughs> Very triumphantly. So we have Hedrick next. Hedrick would be, I guess, uh, right near uh, Boris, so where Boris started and finished. Hedrick uh, is relishing in this moment of battle after recently being awakened out of this diamond. And he's going to try to cast Enemies Abound. And I think I've done this. I've done this before. You're essentially going to try to make one of the Grave Titans be confused as to what is a friend or foe. Right? Yes. Yes. It needs to make an intelligence saving throw. Which one are you? Yeah. I'm going to, so if it's left to right, one, two, three, four, I'll pick three. Okay. Against number three. And uh, what does it need to do again? Sorry. Intelligence saving throw 18. Ooh, okay. Wow. Mm, this is going to be a tough one here. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is not going to do it. Oh, you wretch, can't you see? You suffer from a malady. You've chosen poorly with thoughts of woe. Now you can't distinguish your friend from your foe. So from now on, he is going to make like attacks at random and consider all creatures hostile. Ooh, wonderful. So how does it um, how does it work in the actual text of the spell? Yes, on a failed save, the target loses the ability to distinguish friend from foe regarding all creature it can see as enemies until the spell ends, concentration up to one minute. Each time the target takes damage, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself uh, with a success. Whenever the affected creature chooses another creature as a target, it must do so at random from among the creatures it can see within range of attack spell or any ability it's using. If the enemy provokes an opportunity attack from the affected creature, the creature must also make that attack if it is able to. So meaning if two or four the other ones that are standing next to it decide to move away from its area, it would get an opportunity attack, theoretically. And then for my bonus action, uh, he's going to inspire Pregnar. Because last time he inspired him was quite a long time ago. <laughs> and certainly we've, we've both been through a lot. And he recently lost his buddy and started to consume him. But gained a snack. <laughs> right. They call him Pregnard, Pregnard, with masterful timing. McGoggle, they say, who makes the souffles? And we know Pregnard, friend of mankind and of sausage, makes soups and sauces of highest degree. Beautiful. Wow. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Wow. What does the it inspiration awesome. do for me again? You get 1d10 added to any ability check or attack roll or saving throw, I believe. Yeah. Okay, you had, it's, it's anytime in the next 
like 10 minutes or something like ten that, minutes. you can, yeah, you can add that to a d20 roll. Okay, great. All right. That is awesome. Hedrick, did you do any moving in there? No, if I'm 60 feet away... Um, That's a comfortable distance for you? Yeah, it's comfortable. I mean, he could probably even move to 90 and, like, strafe to the side so he's not clumped together, but... He's not invisible, so maybe he'll just stay with the crew. Stay close to Jarrell. I think that's. I was gonna say, stay within 120 yeah. feet of Jarrell, yeah. since he yeah. seems to have this like burning aura of like mm -hmm. undead smiting around him. You don't, you don't want to step outside of that. No, I'm, I'm good. Thank you, Dave. You get a lot more bonuses right. just being close to me in general. Like all sorts of saves and stuff like that. Well, he'll shout back to Jarrell. Jarrell, I want you to know, I am not afraid. <laughs> All right, so that is Hedrick, and next up would be Felix. And I'm going to have you uh, initially just off to the left of Boris here. Okay, um, that's fine. So first thing I'm going to do is like power up, like I'm going Super Saiyan. Just like, ah! um, and then you know those uh, seven. Let's see, yeah, it would be seven motes of light, you know, appear in a crown around my head. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> that's my action. And as a bonus action, I'm going to fire one of those motes of light. Uh, at, we'll say, number two. All right, so number two. And that's taking, uh, let's see. Oh, I have to roll to see if it hits. Oh, yep, attack roll, sorry taking an attack roll that's what it's doing yeah so and you know as long as i have what is it like at least four of these motes above my head they shed a bright light excellent more light like to, add to the light with this ring of holy fire at 120 feet around okay so plus 11 that makes this a 25 yeah 25 definitely beats the natural unnatural armor of these grave titans all right, this thing is going to take 4d12 radiant damage. Radiant? 27 radiant damage. Okay, just making sure it doesn't have anything uh, making it take extra against radiant. It doesn't, so it takes a full 27 on number two. Wonderful. Uh, anything else going on for a move and or a bonus action? Um, well, that was my bonus action to fire the moat. Oh, um, to create and to fire. Okay. Yeah, it's the action to create them, but then on any subsequent turn in this turn, right, um, it's a bonus action to fire one. So, like, next okay. turn, for example, I could fire Eldritch Blasts plus motes of light. Awesome. And you are now at six motes of light, having fired the one. C correct. I'm keeping track of them on my sheet. Okay. And uh, any movement there? Uh, we'll move 25 no, I'm just going to... Okay, I'm going to move 25 feet up knowing that Jarrell is going to move ahead of me. Good call. I'm not going to make the mistake of not being by him this time. Okay. All right, so that is Felix, and that takes us to... Let's see, 23, 22, 22, 19, I've got you uh, kind of with the crowd here, maybe just a little bit behind Boris. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how far are all the enemies spread out? Uh, what's what's like center of mass, and like how many member uh, enemies are uh, in that like sort of area? You could get them all in a thirty foot circle. They're pretty much shoulder to shoulder, and though they're pretty tall, they're uh, they're not super wide. All right, I'm gonna try out this new spell, reverse gravity. I'm going to create a fifty foot <laughs> radius. I'm gonna create a fifty foot radius cylinder centered uh, on all those enemies and reverse gravity in that cylinder. Um, they need to do a save to grab hold of something solid, and if they fail that, they're just going to fall upwards. Okay, uh, what kind of save do they need to make? Uh, dex, sorry, dex save. Uh, they're making dex saves, okay, which they suck at. Alright, this will be fun. Ooh, let's see a one on the die. 15, 10, and a 20. So, uh, let's see, what do they need to make or not make? Uh, 18. 18, okay, so only number four passes. Okay. And so uh, the basically, three basically are- what happens is they fall upward and just sort of oscillate at the top of the cylinder. And when that spell runs out, they fall 100 feet down. Ooh. This is the new telekinetic. Three of them now 100 feet in the air. And as a bonus action, I am going to use Quicken Dispel in order to... Wait, let me see how that works. Yeah, I'm going to use two sorcery points to cast Quicken Spell and Ray of Frost on this guy. Hey, cantrip. Yeah, Yeah, go for it. And it it does extra damage because you're beyond 11th level, right? So. Uh, Yeah. 1d8. Should be 3d8. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Should be 3d8 and then negative 10 speed. Speed. Gotta hit it first. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. It's a 15 to hit. I'm not gonna use that inspiration. Yep, 15 does the job. Okay. And that is 3d8 damage. That's an 8. That's a 7. That's a 5. That is 20. 20. Ouchie. Okay. And then negative 10 speed. And minus 10 speed. As though it could move anywhere, since it's literally having to clutch at roots or grass or something on the ground to not (laughs) float upwards. Mm -hmm. Okay, you said that was a 50-foot cylinder? Yeah, 50-foot radius, 100 feet high. Okay. 50-foot radius, so it's it's a 100-foot diameter. All right, yes, which also means that the edge of this cylinder is 10 feet in front, and um, Felix, you're in it. Oh, shit. 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 Okay, that's fine. I made the choice to go up there. I made the the choice to go up there. All right, I'm going to make a deck save. Oh, fuck. This is like the most, this is very important deck save for me. 
but it's fine. It's fine. I still like this idea. I'm not even mad about it. I guess I should have checked as well. 20 on the deck All save. All right. Oh, 20 on the deck you save. You're great. Unnatural 20. Unnatural, but yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, re I'm like resisting off. being like lifted into the air. I'm like grabbing onto the ground, right? Like, like to prevent myself from like, you know, falling to the sky. Yeah. All right, wonderful. So we got, uh, we've got that. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say, go, I was gonna say, I'm gonna imagine that Jarrell's probably gonna just jump into this fucking gravity well with his fucking sword just raised in the air because that just seems like something he'd do. Why, why, why would I do that? Just to fall a hundred years later? Just make it from down here. The all new Jarrell brand blender. Right. Can't All kick right. your ass from over here. <laughs> so also, it's a. I just made did a little quick search because I didn't feel like doing the math. It'll take about seven to eight seconds to fall a hundred feet. Um, and I'm just gonna make a quick note to. Can I just proactively deactivate that spell when I see them reach the the pinnacle of their fall? It would sure. I was going to say it would be a. It's, well, you've already done an action and a bonus action, so that would be a reaction. But mm -hmm. you've already, you know, prepared. Yeah. You've already done your action. But, but here, I mean, you can just. Thing. A whole combat round is six seconds, which means it would it. put the resolution of this one second into the next combat round. Oh, true. True. Okay. True. Okay. But one, one of those floating also cannot distinguish its friends from its foes, so it's floating next and, to two of its yes. other... Cal I was going to say, and, th and those are really its only targets. <laughs> and it has a chance to, like, just beat those out yes. until they fall. Because notably, due to the laws of physics, it's falling upwards at the exact same speed as the other two. They're going to reach so, terminal velocity all at the same time. Yes, they are. And uh, that's all happening right now at initiative 15 on the enemy's turn. And yes, our uh, angry number three has definitely got reach on both number two and number one. And I want to see what kind of actions we got here. That's awesome. We're so cool. We do a little bit. That's my brand new Pregnart spell, and I was like, this is the exact kind of chaos that Pregnart is going to create in a battle. <laughs> that was my it's, logic for choosing that one. It's the best kind of chaos. This is awesome. I'm not even upset about being caught in the field of this. <laughs> All Especially because right. it doesn't affect you right now. Yes, so it's going to make... Feel very bad. Yeah. It is going to make two great sword attacks, so one against uh, each of number one and number two. Uh, number one is going to be Got that's gonna be a pretty great sword if a grave yeah. titan is wielding it. Oh yeah, this thing is this thing is like ten feet long and almost an entire foot thick, like wide. Like it's almost more of a bludgeoning weapon than a sword at the kind of size it is. So yeah, the first uh, attack hits pretty convincingly, and the second attack is a net twenty. Okay, wonderful. So we've got ourselves some good old damage going on over here. Let's see. And these are uh, plus 12 to hit each time. Uh, let's see. 66 plus 8. Wonderful. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> oh, let's get my auto roller out here. 
I have to say, though, you know, for a party that frequently miscasts and hits each other with our own spells by accident, it is very nice to see the enemy doing it to each other for a change. <laughs> that is the gamble of this spell, because Especially... Hedrick, Hedrick can't deal that kind of damage to them. They can do it to each other. There's the chance that they can deal it to each other. I love that for you. Yeah. Woohoo! I also love that Pregnart is mostly a peaceful being, and instead of attacking the ones like he just kind of like just send them up in the air just float them <laughs> you know take care of one at a time it's an intent to harm though yeah, like it, it's it's one of those really cold awful passive harms <laughs> gray area like i didn't really kill you something else killed you i just didn't stop it <laughs> so anyway the first attack uh uh hits on the first one for a total of 26 slashing damage and uh, attacks number two with that crit which is uh what uh 30 let's see a full die roll plus uh plus another die roll and then many modifiers 36 plus 20 oh yeah plus eight on each of those two yeah so let's see those nice 26 eight Minus 34. Okay, and this other one is, yeah, 36 plus 8 plus 20. 64 against uh, number 2 that had already been hit. Wow, really whacked him on the way up. And uh, let's see, they're both. You love to see it. Yeah, they're both moving at the exact same speed, so nobody's getting an oppie against each other, and they continue to fall up for the entire six seconds of their turn. And we've got our dude clutching on the ground over here. Jeez, he's just sort of got to clutch on the ground and not fall upwards. And yep. that is going to be. Yeah. Do they have to repeat the I was gonna save? Say, do they have to re yeah, I was gonna say, do the creatures in the area have to repeat the save, uh, Zach? Um for reverse gravity? Like if they if they start their turn in that area still. Ooh, I don't I would know. imagine yeah. I would imagine Here's so. Well, is, yeah, 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 I would imagine. about so. it is they're rolling to save to grab onto something, which would yeah, imply that they need to stay grabbed onto something. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. The spell says, this spell reverses gravity in a 50-foot radius, 100-foot-high cylinder centered on a point within range. All creatures and objects that aren't somehow anchored to the ground in the area fall upward and reach the top of the area when you cast the spell. Creature can make a dexterity saving throw to grab onto a fixed object it can reach, thus avoiding the fall. If some solid object, says, such as a ceiling, is um, yeah, it doesn't really say... It just, yeah, but I mean, the saving throw essentially implies, though, that you're grabbing onto a fixed object it can reach to avoid the fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, the, the negative gravity isn't going away. It's continuing to pull for that entire six seconds and longer right. as they continue to float at the top of this, which yeah. means whatever's at the bottom would need to continue to grab on. And even, or get out of the way. Yeah, well... You have to stay grabbed on to continue getting out of the way because it's essentially like crawling and climbing across a ceiling. 
yeah, and ooh, right, as you're trying noted to noted on this guy, half speed. Oh yeah, okay. Well, so I'm going to say that with all this fuckery going on, that our grave titan can only hang from the grass and roots and hand walk five feet towards the party. Sick. So yeah, and that is all it gets to do on its turn. We get past 15, that takes us to initiative 13 with Jarrell. Uh, how far am I from the edge of the uh, gravity well thing? Ten feet. Okay. Uh, where is Felix in this? Felix is 15 feet inside. Okay. Um, I am just going to utilize my spirit guardians. Uh, so Jarrell is going to lift his hand above his head and like... How, it doesn't say how many... A bunch of like well, giant... which hand? The hand that's holding the sausage, or the hand that's holding the sword? The sword yes, hand. You are currently encumbered. Yeah, I guess but... <laughs> yeah, you couldn't hold the sword aloft and do that. I think that sounds pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, uh, like fucking like He Man. And a bunch of like angelic, uh, looking like sheepdogs circle Jarrell. They're big, like mastiffs. Big doggos. Yep. Uh, and then I will move around the um, diameter, like the around the hundred foot area. Okay, this is a pretty damn big radius here, so you're going to be doing a lot of going to the side. Are you going to the left or to the right? I'll go to the left. You're going to go to the left. So this is mostly about 10 feet up and about 40 feet off to the left. I can only go 30 or how, how Or 30 feet. So 10 feet up and about 20 feet off to the left. There we go. I'm just sort of drawing it out too far. There we are. Yep. Okay. And you are now right at the edge of this circle. Okay. All right. Are you going to be doing anything from here, or are you just doing the move on up? Oh, I, could, I can only cast Spirit Guardian, so Spirit okay. Guardian is the move. All right, so the spirit guardians surround you, but do nothing else. Um, some of them stray over into the anti-gravity area, and they appear unaffected. Yeah. Okay, so that's Jarrell, and that puts us to, uh, let's see, 13-4 with Quinn. Hey, so I have some logistical questions real quick. So right. as they're they're floating up, right, I'm casting, yeah. or are they already at the uh, by the time it's like my action uh, they have been slowly floating up and I'm kind of ticking off fragments of a second on the way into this one and it's been it's been a few turns since Pregnart so I want to say they are about 35 feet off the ground now perfect right, they're in the process of falling thank you uh, so I am going to cast Shatter um, on the three that are floating up. Um, so as I cast, um, I pull out um, like this kind of like flaky rock. Um, I, I rub it on my hand and um, break it in two and say, uh, boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, something. Yeah, okay. Boom goes the dynamite. 
Um, and as that happens, uh, the three of them um, hear this this piercing sound that just kind of like just grates on them. Um, they're gonna take. I'm actually casting this. I'm gonna cast this at um, level five. They're gonna take five. 68 damage. They get, well, they got to save first, don't they? Well, that's true. Now, this Sorry. is a concussive damage, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a constitution save. Thunder, I think, yeah. Thunder, but this is something that would do a physical force, right? It, do, it doesn't, it, it, as I say, it doesn't push them like Thunder Wave does. It just, it just creates like a crack, like a boom. Right, it's a sound. Right. It's like piercing their, like, like their like it would have been son- like if, if this was three point five, it would have been sonic damage, right? Instead of thunder. Okay, I'll take that. You know, it's not imparting any physics onto them. So I would want to keep track of that sort of thing because I feel like thunder wave plus this would actually do some really cool shit. Oh yeah, no, right. that's, um, Murph has that. I don't have that. Yeah, so I was just thinking, do I have to do physics and see how these guys arc out of this and what speed they're going to be going <laughs> at? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. my question gonna wasn't going to get that crazy, but my question was like, I'm, I feel like a huge asshole because this might make it not work. But what is the range on the spell you're casting, Mike? It's sixty feet. That's why I asked the question about like when, um, like how right. far they were up. I think it'll be close enough, no matter what, because I just I would. <laughs> If necessary, want to do like a trigonometric. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Because <laughs> it's, it's what not... fifty feet and then thirty-five right. up. Right. So Try to get be... them at their highest up point or something like that. Right. Well, no, no I was just. I mean, I I I'm can just being a math nerd, and I don't want to ruin the spell. I can potentially move closer to the. To the We've edge already accepted it's happening. So yeah, what yeah. kind of? Right. Just, yeah. Let's let, 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 let them make their saves. Six feet up. It's it's still gonna fall within that arc, but anyway, yeah, I like that a lot. What saves are they making? Uh, constitution. Con saves. Okay, good. Finally, a decent fucking save I can make. Oh, that's not that's not helpful. Yeah. So let's see. Six. Not helpful for us. Eighteen and fourteen. It's proficiency plus. So it's. 17 is my okay so uh yeah numbers one and three are gonna take some damage okay well well two would take i think half right yep we'll get to that oh shit ah oh my dice fell that's okay that means that three also has to repeat its save against enemies abound which i wanted to caution you about but you already cast a spell say that again Number three is going to have to also repeat its save now that it's taking damage against enemies abound. Mm. But it could 20, fail. 25 damage for one and three, 12 damage for number two. Thunder damage. Hey, okay. they have taken the noted thunder damage. Is there any other component of this? Uh, nope. Okay, wonderful. Anything else you are doing on this turn? Any move yes. or bonus action? Oh, yes, wonderful. I like it. I am going to be giving inspiration to Hoblet. Um, and the way I give that inspiration is, Hoblet, remember, bad decisions make good stories. I think I have that tattooed somewhere on me. <laughs> if not, you should. 
My my other one actually involves a tattoo, so we'll get to that on the next episode. Wonderful. I love that so much. Uh, was there any movement portion of that, or are you just sort of sticking with this crowd? Here? Uh, I'm kind of like just slowly, I guess, just making sure there's no trigonometric issues with my... So I'm I'm moving forward maybe like five feet just to make sure that that, that spell is is works. Okay, wonderful. I've got you there. And uh, that takes us out of your turn and into Hoblet, who is going to round out our initiative for the evening. Come on, save the best for last. Let's go. Well, I'm a little bit... They're 35 feet off the ground, yes? They are now about 42 feet off the ground. And the other one is on the ground. The other one is on the ground, desperately clinging to the ground and trying to climb hand over hand, upside down, across the ground towards you to try to fight you out of spite with, I don't know, one of its hands or something. Upside down. It looks like it's doing like upside down monkey bars, I guess. Right? Yes, exactly. That is exactly what it's doing. <laughs> with grass? What is it hanging Yeah, with like grass and roots and just whatever parts of the ground it can reach into. Yeah, it's like they're like digging its like gigantic hands like into the dirt <laughs> just to like <laughs> Also like within that cylinder there has to be like chaos going around like anything untethered to the ground will be falling up like dust, stones, anything. Yep, the occasional confused worm. Yeah. So if they're 40-some feet in the air. There's no way for me in this turn to get within 30 feet of them. No. Damn it, Zach. Sorry. (laughs) I literally can just slaughter all these fucks if I can just get within 30 feet of them. I was going to say, if you're trying to turn undead, these are probably a little bit bigger than your typical... uh... If you're, kills. if you're willing to be patient, I hear they might be back within range soon. Yeah, maybe uh, in about three seconds. Fran, I don't have turn undead anymore. I have destroy oh, undead. Right. And up it to goes a certain up challenge there, rating. Yeah, three now, which I'm assuming. Yeah, these are pretty. I don't know what it goes up to. These are ten. Oh, well, that's well. Actually, <laughs> to, to, to like draw out the scene. I'll be deactivating that spell on my next turn, but then it'll take another seven to eight seconds for them to fall back down. <laughs> yes, I see Hoblet just like jumping right in and just like going after them. Well, I can't because if I go in there, then I'm going to start floating, right? Sure. Because you've right. you've not made any other floating decisions like that before. Also, not floating, falling. Falling. Also, Fall. if you jump up, if you jump off the ground towards them, you'll be accelerating towards them because they True. started falling with zero acceleration. And you can ride one to the ground. I'm You're going to take a hundred feet of fall damage. <laughs> but he will have one to break Why? his fall. I'm not yeah. going in there. Right. <laughs> that, that, they wanted me I'm to go in there too. In like there. it was a good idea. Like why would I do that when I'm going to take a hundred? And you call yourselves. You, you call yourselves, call yourselves heroes. I'm yeah, not you call suicidal. Heroes. You're <laughs> yeah. and you're not willing to go 
beat up a creature that's falling upward and then riding it on its back as it falls to the ground, thus breaking your fall. Come on. Come on. Yeah, have you ever seen Dr. Strangelove? You can just ride him. Right. Done with wave your hand, wave your head over overhead <laughs> and right. Yahoo all the way down. Yep. I'm not familiar with the scene that you're referencing. It's uh, Slim Pickens riding the bomb at the end of the movie. Fantastic. So what are you doing then, Hoblet? Oh, you're in there too? Yeah, but I'm grabbing onto the ground. Like I'm 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 not falling. It's a dexterity save, Hoblet. <laughs> Which I that... suck at. <laughs> I'm not going in there. This it's really cuz all my spells are like cone or like something. So if I do that, you're in it. Why don't you just walk don't next have... to me and we'll go kill some stuff over left. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm attacking somebody. That's fucked. He can't. He can't just wait a couple seconds for these two things to fall to the ground and explode. He has to like kill something right oh, now. I gotta turn right now. <laughs> so, since we got the the fate of the episode hanging in this one, uh, which way are we going here? Fine, I'll just fucking go over with Jarrell. I can wait one turn. I can wait one turn. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you are going to head off in the same direction. Yes, as over Jarrell. with his, what is it, like a pack of huskies? What do we uh, have? Dogs? Yeah. Dags? Big, big dogs. Spirit dogs. Yeah. Like dags. Mastiffs. I'm They're going mastiffs. over with Jarrell and his dags. <laughs> um, I'm going to, can, yeah. Okay. Parent so, Jarrell, Hoblet, what's your move speed, by the way? Do you get the full 30? Nope. 25. 25. Okay, so you will be lagging five feet behind Jaro. Which is fine. He still has all my bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you've got a pretty big arc there. The arc of uh, the destroying of the minor undead, by the way, is following Jaro. It's at a big enough radius where it doesn't really matter to anybody. But uh, yeah, it takes us sort of to the bottom of initiative. It would put us back up to Boris, but instead of doing that, I think this is a good stopping place to call this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. If you search Facebook, you could also find us at Hapless Heroes Podcast. At Hapless Heroes on both Twitter and the Gram will also find our accounts. And any of those places will have some sort of sticky or pinned post that'll take us, take you to us. At the Crown Jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and read and chat and hang out with both us and your fellow audience members in a growing and wonderful and supportive and I, I think pretty great community. We'd love to have you with us. If you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review in the podcast service of your choice. I feel like 200 and X episodes in, I think this is, what, 210 or something like that, you probably have settled upon a podcast service. And if it allows you to leave reviews, please, by all means, we encourage you to leave us a five-star review. But really, leave us any honest review of any amount of stars you feel appropriate. That way, we can find it, we can read it on air, and recognize you as the five-star human being that you are. And just kind of stretching back to that discord server thing we also have a channel in there if your podcast service of choice doesn't have a review option you can always leave us one there so that we can also accordingly read it and recognize you yeah shout out whack job t um wrote us a very comprehensive review saying that you know 
We're a D&D podcast for everyone, from first-timers to experienced players, fun for all. It's a perfect mix of play and banter. I'd say we do a lot more banter than play, but at the same time, it's all play. Um, plenty of creative uses of rules lawyer to work their way through this beautifully constructed story. That's really nice of you to say. Also, he said perfect mix, not perfect balance. Thank you. Wait, did- Excuse me. <laughs> If I misspoke, I don't even remember what no, I said. No, no, no. You're saying we do a lot more of one than the other, but that doesn't matter. Right. That's true. You're right. The mix of characters for each player and the creative use of the side arcs to handle casting changes through availability is truly genius. Two DMs alternating is absolutely amazing as well to keep things fresh and the players on their toes. Four full listens through of this entire podcast and now just enjoy my weekly episode to get to my work we started. Can't pick a better way to start the week than a new episode drop. This dude has listened to our episode Four, or our, our podcast four times through. That's amazing. And gave us That's 10 out of 10 and everything. He said his only thing to work on, more wood puns. He did say JK, <laughs> but I don't think you're joking, bud. I just don't. We'll wait till... We'll wait till he gets these piss puns in his in his ear holes. Right. It was his intro to D&D. Will forever be his favorite. None, none, he says that none of the others compare. We're a humble group and deserve all the success. Thank you for bringing me into this absolute creative world of this D&D. This is art, and y'all are artists. Keep it up. Hey, thanks, wow. buddy. So nice. Thanks. Thank you. So thanks nice. We're going on a limb and say that we all appreciated that. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. Thank you. Now we got to recognize someone as a five-star human being, and you dear listener could be next if you really really like us though you could donate to our patreon patreon.com slash hapless heroes and we have a variety of membership levels that uh all sort of uh give you different uh things different privileges in our discord server access to outtakes and bloopers and all those fun things what you're really doing is helping us you know continue to run our podcast is uh is this uh, wonderful listener-supported experience that we've got here. And it does go into recording equipment and our hosting fees and all those sorts of things. We really yeah. do appreciate it. I was going to say, just as a quick example, right? Hosting costs, I was able to buy a new web camera so we can give Dave something that didn't actually look like it came out of like a, I don't know, like where it made, made it actually look like a real person again. Um, like you know, a real person. We've, yeah, we've been able. We we give a lot of that money back to like other content creators, like Tim at Tabletop Audio, who we use like all those ambiences and all the things you hear in the background. Like we just donate that money right back to him as a thank you for letting us use all of his stuff for the last like several years. You know, it all goes right back into making this show awesome. So like, thank you all for supporting us for so long. You are truly the cream of the crop, the best. And if you like us, right now you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Utilize a public transportation system of your choice. Uh, choose uh, an incredulous, in- incredulous interjection of your choice and accent of your choice. And upon said public transportation vehicle uh, device, what have you, say something along the lines of, Woo, doggies! Did my mama just pick a pie, or does it smell like hapless heroes podcast inside this here vehicle? That's it. This is good. That's good. I dig it. That's fair. Hold on. (laughs) And since there's not much I can really do about that, there's definitely nothing I can do to top it. The only thing I can do is provide us a graceful exit. Or, you know, as graceful as I can provide. To my right, we have, as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, we have Francesco. They actually finally listened at the end of the day. 
to his right as Lord Jarrell the Light, we have John. Until next time. To his right as Boris the Butcher, we have Nicole. I still think that Hoblet should have gone in there. To her right as Pregnart, we have Zack. Oh boy, did I get a charisma bonus? Because it seems like these guys are falling for me. To his right, as Hedrick the Entertainer, we have Phil. Shit, Pregnart, you stole my line. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah, exactly my line. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> holy shit, shit. looks like they're falling. Holy shit. <laughs> I shit you not. I wouldn't have done that. Kind of great. To his right, as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, we have Mike. Really regret not taking a bite of chorizo. To his right is Hoblet the Smasher. We have James. A hundred feet is a long way. <laughs> Isn't it, though? My name is Dave, and I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. I love you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.